This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Hello there and welcome back. I am so glad that you are here, that you are taking the time to listen to this episode. And I know that you are going to love this conversation I have with Jenny Flicker today. Now, before we get started with the episode, I wanted to tell you about a a challenge that is coming up in the Vision Driven Mom community. And it's called the Get Up Out of That Funk Challenge, okay? And that's exactly what we're going to do. For five days from March 15th through 19th, 2021, I'm going to guide you through this really fun challenge. There's a lot of energy that I've done it before, but I called it the Good Juju Challenge. But this time it's the Get Up Out of That Funk Challenge. For five days, I'm going to walk you through five days, five ways of getting up and out of a funk. And while you're going through this process, you're also going to create your own toolkit so that when next time you get into a funk and you will, because funk happens, life is 50-50, 50% desirable and 50% not. And sometimes we fall, get into a funk and that's okay. But when you have this toolkit you will be able to get yourself out of a funk more quickly. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get in a funk, I forget that there's anything that I really even like or anything that helps me to get out of the funk. So having this toolkit available is super, super helpful and important, especially now. We need to be able to show our kids how to get out of a funk too. We, we, they learn by watching us with their little eyes, ears, and hearts. So anyway, you can go to www.getoutofthatfunk.com. I'll also put the link in the show notes. So head on over to the show notes and uh, be sure to get yourself registered and signed up. It's a free challenge. There's also an opportunity in case you can't make the dates to purchase the recordings, which is super helpful. It'll be right there for you and you can get to it on your own time. So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the Get Out of That Funk Challenge. And uh, so today, Today, this interview is with Jenny Flicker. Now, Jenny is dear to my heart. She's a dear friend. She's a client. She's a personal finance guru. She loves personal finance. Now, during this conversation, we talk about a lot of things, okay? We talk about having a financial vision and why that is crucial for your financial health. And also that the choices you make now impact your future. And one of the things she shares with us toward the end of the episode is about this course that she's teaching right now, where she's teaching teens about personal finance in like a gamified kind of a way. Oh my gosh. It is super, super cool. You're going to want to take notes is what I think you're going to want to do. Anyway, I know you're going to love it. And I wonder, is it possible to love your finances? Let's find out. Listen to the episode with Jenny. Today, we have my friend, Jenny Flicker, and Jenny is a personal finance enthusiast. She's a healthcare advisor, a soccer mom, a wife, and an entrepreneur who loves living a vision-driven life. So Jenny, welcome to the show. I am so glad we've been talking this about this for a long time, and uh, I'm so glad to, hear, to have you here today. 
Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about being here. Yeah, me too. So tell us a little bit about how you became a personal finance enthusiast and how that all evolved. Several years ago, I decided that I wanted to leave healthcare. I had been a physical therapist for 17 years, and I was looking for a way to transition to something that I could do that would allow me to be more available to my children and my husband. Both of my children have some health problems, and one of my sons was experiencing a lot of problems in school with some learning disabilities. So I was really looking to pivot to something that I could do from home. Just so happened, my best friend from college was an executive at Intuit, and we started talking about bookkeeping. And so that is where I really discovered my love of all things financial related. I started following financial independence groups and listening to podcasts. And so I found that I loved the finance aspect, but I didn't love the bookkeeping aspect only because I'm an extrovert and I love talking to people all day. So looking at the computer all day was really not for me. So I eventually mixed my love of finance with my background in healthcare and began the journey of becoming licensed in insurance. And so I am focusing on health insurance at this point. All right. All right. So Jenny and I met, we met through a networking group, Women's Power Networking. We met that was years ago at this point, 2017, maybe. I'm not sure exactly, but Jenny was you were teaching, so you were book. So we first started working together because you were helping me with with my business books. So you, we were working together. You were helping me with my with QuickBooks, which was just felt like a bear to me. And uh, and you helped me make it. And here's what I loved about working with Jenny is that she's very she doesn't make you feel stupid because I would feel when it came to money, especially in my business, I would feel it would come tax time and I would get like all nervous because I had to hand this over to my CPA and just oh just this and, and it's a. Uh, I discovered through the work that I do that it's this money story that I have, This that money is hard and, and you have to work hard for money and it's not easy. And like all of these stories that, that kind of became ingrained in me, whenever it came time to talk about money, I would just shrivel up. So then in Jenny and I started working together. And Jenny, do you want to talk a little bit about how you started with the bookkeeping and then we started working together and what happened for you? Yes. So one of the things we noticed when I was in a group with my bookkeeping groups is that we were noticing that a lot of our clients had problems, not just with their business finances, but also with their personal finances. And that really resonated with me just because I loved the idea of having, of course, more interaction with people and helping them with something that was so personal to them. And also as being a mom and a business owner, I could relate to, it can be challenging when you're starting a business or really just really in any scenario, no matter what your work situation is, whether you work or not, finances are just very touchy. They're hard to have conversations about. It's hard to face your, sometimes what you're spending on and you don't really think about your priorities that much. So I love the idea of creating a vision, either as a family or as an individual, depending on the circumstance, and then helping people from there with the nuts and bolts of what they needed to do to change their money story or change their financial situation. Yeah, that's exactly what you helped me do. And I am so incredibly grateful. Like I said, when we were speaking before the interview, I was saying, I am, I am in my 50s. And it took me this long to really look at money, to look at finances, 
have conversations with my husband. I think that was the biggest thing. Jenny helped me have, it was really just, she helped me for one thing, decide what I wanted, my money vision. And how far did we do? I can't remember how far out the money vision that we initially did. I think we ended up doing a year. So right. One of the things that you did was you wrote what it was that you wanted in a year. You wrote it in a letter and then I mailed it to you. You did. I got that over the summer. That's right. It was, it'll be two years in um, this summer. That's right. That's right. So we did it a year out. And so what I really wanted, so first of all, we started, I, I hired Jenny to help me with my bookkeeping for my business. And then she started delving into this personal finance and she would light up when she's talking about personal finance and helping women to overcome, to move past those stories and that we are not, there's so much shame around money and women and money. There's an interesting dynamic. I, I really believe that it just, it comes down generationally. So we really do have to move past those old stories. But Jenny helped me really take a look at that story and organ, or I really wanted help with budgeting and how do I do this and, and what does it all look like? And she, and Jenny, this is one of the things that I loved. There were a couple of times where I reached out to you and said, this is too confusing. I can't do it. And Jenny, with all of her loving compassion said, I hear you. And she didn't make me feel stupid, Jenny. That's what I loved, right? And you didn't make, and you weren't, there was no shame. There's no judgment. There were just, and Jenny said, I just know that you're going to be happier in the long run if you just take the time to look at your finances, to look at what you're spending, look at what you're saving and really look at it. Cause it's like, it's, I think a lot of people, they, they might be having some kind of issues with their money and okay, I'll just won't look at it. If I don't look at it, then it's not going to be there, but that's not true. So she, Jenny, you helped me completely turn it around having conversations with my husband that we used to just the hairs would stand up on end for both of us when we would start having these conversations. And we just started having these conversations. They were not based on judgment. There was no judgment about it, but it just really, I, and, and again, I'm just going to keep telling you that was life-changing for us. And we had been together at that point for 23 years, maybe. So super helpful. And that the thing that Jenny and I have talked about this is that the vision is what I teach in the work that I do with moms. You have to have a money vision. And I can't tell you, and Jenny, you probably experienced the same thing, but I have people come to me. I work with all kinds of moms and they come to me and a lot of them say, I want financial freedom. And I'm like, that is great. What in the world does that mean? Or they throw out a, I want my income to be $500,000, but there's no vision around it. It's just a number that they pull out of the air. And, and that's, and it's fine, at least they're visioning. But what the important thing it is, is what it means to you. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. And that's why I think it's so, it really all starts with a vision. And I think that is where a lot of the, the current financial gurus don't, ex, you know, the ones that are more popular, they don't ever address that. And it's difficult to make decisions about your finances if you don't know what you want. So let's say, for example, that you and your spouse decide that it's really important for you to pay for your children's undergraduate degree. So then you look at your finance and say, how much of this are, are we contributing to a fund for this? So if you're not, then it's not in alignment with your vision. And so that's what makes the conversation so much easier that if you have this joint vision 
and things that you agree that you want together, whether maybe it's a mountain house, maybe it's to send your children to college, maybe it's to retire at a certain age, then you just, all you've got to do is look at the nuts and bolts of your spending and see if it's in alignment. And if it's not, then it gets pretty clear that there's some changes that need to be made so that you can be in alignment with, with that joint vision that you have. Yeah, I love that. In making choices, I hear my kids sometimes say, oh, that's too expensive or we can't. And I really try to pull that out of my languaging and say, no, this is what I want you to think instead and say to yourself instead that I'm making choices. It's not that we can't afford, because is that true? I think that is also like something that comes back from our upbringing that, oh, we can't afford it. It's, we don't even think about it. It's like a reaction rather than a, is that true? Is it true that we can't afford that thing that costs $20? No, that's not true. We're making choices. And when you have that vision, you're better able to make the choices. Just so huge in changing your perspective and not seeing money as a barrier. We can use money as a tool. That's what it's for, right? That's right. It's as simple as saying, I have a different priority for this money. And one thing I saw one time in one of my financial groups that I loved is this woman had a little strip on the top of her monitor. And I don't remember what her name was, but let's say it was Sarah. It said, Sarah, do something today that will be good for Sarah in the future. Mm. And so that is good. It really helps to think, do I, is this what I want now? Or is it, is it more important for me to save whatever it is? for my future things in my future that I want or that I'm planning for. I love that. And I interviewed this lovely young woman, Brittany Churchill, not too long ago. And she said something that was really brilliant. And she said, you have to care about the future you. The choices that you're making now affect you in the future. So that instant gratification, we we need to be able to take a step back from that and say, Is that, Jenny, you were talking about the, I want to get into this in a moment about what you're teaching kids because, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. But talking about the the choices, am I going to choose a compact car? I'm going to choose the the mid-range car. I'm going to choose a sports car or a more expensive car. It's all about choices. You can choose any one of those and, and it's all good as long as they're in alignment with your vision and where you want to go. And sometimes when you and I work together, they didn't always have to be these huge changes. Sometimes I remember, I can't remember exactly what we were doing, but you helped me with, we only need to do this for a couple of months and then you can, maybe it was paying something off or I don't know what it was. So it doesn't have to be this, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to cut out coupons and I'm always going to have to eat beans and rice. No, it doesn't. It's just, there are other things that we can do, other things that we can, other little changes. And and I really love that, the word choice and it's the choices that we make in the I love that little saying, Sarah, or whatever her name was mm-hmm. about, about your future, because that's what you do now affects your future. Absolutely. That's right. And with our health and all kinds of things. But yes, agreed yeah. with all that for sure. Now, we spoke before we hopped on the interview about Jenny is doing work with kids right now that is brilliant. Jenny, can you tell us about the course that you're teaching? Yes, sure. So I have an accountant friend that's local to where I live in North Carolina in Cary, and she developed this course. It's a personal finance course for teens. Once I got to know her in this course, I asked her if I could teach it just because it's the best course I've ever seen. 
And uh, so it is a 20 week course. And basically it's like the game of life. So what these kids do, it takes place from the age of 22 to 44. And so it starts with them researching a career, how, what type, what kind of education they need. And then they talk to their parents about loans and they figure out how much they're going to start making coming out of college. We start them at 10% of the average, Mm. the average salary. And from there they make choices. So they make choices and then there's a budget associated with it. And so they do things such as rent an apartment, they buy a car, they get a pet, they eventually um, buy a house, they invest. And so we teach them all kinds of tips and tricks and vocabulary, but also just concepts, how to buy insurance, what's a deductible, what's coinsurance, all types of things. And so it really empowers them to make choices. And so we encourage them to make choices that they would, of course, actually make. So if, if you're a car enthusiast, get the fancy car, but you may right. want to choose the more conservative apartment and things like that. Right. And it's just really great because it's fun to see what the kids have as their priorities. And, and they see how those choices and they'll start to say, whoa, that's, I got to be really careful because they could be right in a deficit at the, <laughs> at the end of the year. And, but they also learn to see how their money grows, like the beauty of compounding and how, if they start saving early, how compounding works and things like that. And it's just, it's so fun. And I love having the conversations with these kids. They talk about, there's kids who are from families that have not experienced a lot of wealth in their life. And they talk about building generational wealth for their generations below them as they're coming like for their future. And it's just, it's so exciting. It's so fun. And it's really just my favorite hour of the week is teaching that class. I love that. So how old do they, what's the youngest? So I, I have a child who's 10 right now. His mom just really wanted him to take the class. He doesn't quite get all the math and things like that, but he gets right. all the concepts. Right. And so really the, I would say 14 to 18 is the age that really would be recommended. However, my children are, you know, 12 and 13, but I talk to them about money a lot. <laughs> so right. they know a lot of those concepts and things like that. So they cl- can be younger, especially if they have an interest in finance or you just want to get them started younger because you'd be surprised if kids can grasp. Right, um, right. It's pretty astounding sometimes the kind of things that they say and do sometimes when you're talking to them about these concepts. Yeah, a couple of things. Will you share that story about the neighbor who got the car? Oh, sure. One of my sons, his name is Julian and he's 12. And so one of our neighbors got a new car. So he saw her driving by. And so he said, Hey, did she get a good price on that car, mom? (laughs) Yeah. So did she get a good deal? I think is what he said. And, And I said, yes, she did. And do you know why? Because she bought it on the best day of the year to buy a car. And he said, Oh, that's December 31st. And I said, yes, it is. And that's one of the things we talked about in the class. And then he um, went on to say, and the second best times is at the end of each quarter. And so he remembered that from the class. And then he went to talk about how he would negotiate once he went into the dealership. (laughs) All the things that he was going to say and do and how he was going to research it online first and how he was looking at the invoice and the MSRP and the difference. And it was just so amazing. And he's 12. And so I just get really excited thinking about when he grows up and the great joys that he's going to make because he's understanding these concepts and thinking about these things. Yeah. I I think about if you and I had taken this course when we were kids, 
we'd be in a completely different place, right? We're giving these kids a great beginning. My mom and dad did get me savings. So I did have my own savings going in. And I had a job the day I turned 16, I rode my bike to it. So I did learn some, but that whole, but then I had a friend who he was playing the stock market in high school. You know, and I always thought, wow, I, I don't know where he is now, but I think, wow, I wonder how that worked out for him, you know, that to understand that stuff, to understand it now, because there's a lot of it that I don't understand at my age still. And that I didn't know that the best day of the year is to buy a car is on December 31st. I didn't know that until now. So thank you. And with, as far as with investing and things like that, the main thing, I teach them the main concepts, but the main thing is really just start early because when you start early, it goes up and down. But if you start early, time's on your side and no matter what you do, you're probably going to make some money. And that's what we focus on because of course it's great to get help from an advisor and that type of thing. And I talk to them about the differences in the type of advisor, what's a fiduciary advisor versus Mm. not fiduciary advisor and that type of stuff. But really the more, the, really the point that I want them to know more than anything is save early and, and that type on your side. And I love watching you, Jenny, as you raise your kids, your oldest, he's been, he's had his own business for years at this point. He's 13. (laughs) Yes. And he's made like, so he started, I think when he was 11 Uh and, and my younger son has also participated some, not as much. So they're interesting. They're different. So the older one rather work and he's not as good as saving his money. The Mm, younger would rather not work, but holds on to his money very tightly. So it's interesting to see, even though I'm teaching them and talking to them about the same things, it's interesting. But yes, we made flyers. I've helped them. They understand what a profit and loss is, what a balance sheet is um, and that type of a thing. So pretty soon they're going to have to start paying taxes. I have been talking to my accountant about that. Um, And I was actually even talking to them about hiring them from in my business when Mm -hmm. they get old enough and so that they can learn about that type of a thing too. Yes, I'm trying to, I I like the entrepreneurship, the idea of if they choose to do that, but no matter what, it's really important. And they will be such an asset, even if they work for somebody else, really to understand how business works and the things that the owners have to think about. It's been fun. And yeah, they've made a lot of money. No, I love, I see your, your posts on Facebook. Oh my gosh. He's, he's a, he's a little entrepreneur. (laughs) It's just, he's got it going on and with the flyers and with the, I really admire that. We, so we started using, are you familiar with the Greenlight debit card? We've got those. Yep. Love it. I love that. Now it's parent paid. So what the green light, could you, will you um, explain what the green light sure. card is? Sure. So the green light is a debit card and basically it has three buckets. So it has saving, spending, and giving. So as a parent, you can transfer money from your account. It takes seconds, which is really nice. I love that, um, yeah. And so you can transfer money. So right when Adler makes money and he gets paid a lot of times through PayPal or Venmo or something, they'll just mm-hmm. pay me usually. And so I transfer that money into his account. I'll say, hey, where do you want it to go? And then I also match them just to encourage them to save whatever they keep in savings. I match it at 15%. I give them 15% interest on that. We do too. We do the parent paid interest. Yeah. And so we, there's parent paid interest. And so it's really nice. I also like the idea of, of course, these days, nobody wants us to use cash anyways, but I like the idea. They know how to, like a lot of times I'll send them into a grocery store by themselves to pick up Mm -hmm. an item or whatever. And so they, they know how to swipe their card. They know how to put the pin in. they know how to interact with the cash year, like all those things I think makes them more independent. 
They also have to keep track of their balance. So they have Mm -hmm. an app. So we have apps and they have apps, you know, on their phone that they can keep track of their balance. They can transfer money from saving to spending, et cetera, like that. So I I really like it because it works like a debit card, obviously. So they don't really get to learn the credit aspect of it, but, but all the other aspects is really good because that's how the world works with debit cards. Exactly. And I, I love that. I don't know if there's something about cash when they get cash. The cash comes and goes, but with the green light card, they can see it. They can see and, and make choices, right? It's, it's been a really interesting study in human behavior, watching my kids with, like I said, the cash just comes and goes, but if they can see the balance, oh, if I spend this much, then I only have this much left. It's really, it's brilliant is what it is. And, and I, they almost have a statement type thing that you can look at so you can see what they have spent and on say, oh, you can, if you wanted to review, right, kind of review with them or have them look like, hey, look, you spent, I don't know, 30 bucks at Walgreens buying candy, that type of a thing. So they start to get that awareness of their own spending habits, which is a good awareness to have. So it really is. My my son, just over Christmas, he went to GameStop and he spent like 50 bucks on Pokemon cards or something. And I always say, before you purchase, think about it. Think about this. Is this really what I want? Is that what am I going to get out of this? And not you're free. This is your money. It's your money to do with it what you want. But he came back like with remorse. I feel like I made a I feel like I made the wrong choice. I real I I wish I hadn't done that. And it's interesting because he's understanding that once that $50 is gone out of his account that it's gone. I don't know. There's just, there's something different about the way this works than with cash that he's registering. And that, and we've all done that, right? Made purchases that we later thought, I wish I hadn't done that, but I did. And often they are made out of their impulses or reactionary choices that we make. But, but Jenny, I love the work that you're now doing with the kids. And I'm definitely, my kids are 12 and 13. I have, I don't know, I think they may, because we've been using the debit card or the, the green light card for a couple of years. So they're getting it. But I definitely want to, I want to get at least my 13 year old in because I think he would get it. I think it might be fun for them too to actually have this. It's like, sound like, sounds like it's pretend. Oh, like different scenarios. It sounds sure. really, yeah, really, the game really like, Well, cool. in both the green light and the course, allow them to experience natural consequences of maybe some bad choices or maybe right. good choices, maybe the bad choices when it really doesn't matter. At this right. time, if they learn these types of things, early when it's not for real, what a gift are we giving them when they already have made some mistakes and experienced like the consequence, which is maybe they look at their budget through the course and it's like, "Uh uh-oh, now I'm $3,000 in the red. How then now I got to take out a credit card. Uh Uh-oh, teach them all about how interest works and how long is it going to take to pay that back and how it affects your credit and all the types of things. And so it's such a great, a great thing to let them experience those natural consequences and learn while they're young so that by the time they grow up, they know how to really resist or they've developed, they've flexed those muscles a little bit. Right. right. Already. I know. I think about now kids didn't have credit, get credit cards when, when I started college, but kids getting credit cards at 18 and just going off and, oh my gosh, that scares me. One of the things I talked to them about is that um, when I was in, when I went in college, you know, as a freshman, 
walking into the student union, guess what's at the entrance? The credit card table. So I talked to them right, about right. You know, the credit card table is going to be like, be like, come over here. I'll give you a water bottle and a free t-shirt. And before it, you're $3,000 in debt with a 15% APR and right. the kind of things I tell them stories like, and I didn't go to the credit card table, but I know people that did. Right. And so I talked to them about this. Hey, there's going to be all these people trying to at the airport, or they're going to want to get you to sign up for stuff. And you really have to think about it and do your yeah. research because they're, somebody's making money off of, is going to be making a lot of money off of you. You don't make a good choice about that. Yeah, exactly. And I love that through your course and like through Greenlight as well, is that it's not me, the mom teaching my kids these things. (laughs) There's just something about mom mom doesn't, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I know I'm not the only one who experiences that. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, mom. Yes, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But when they hear it from somebody else, it's definitely, it definitely takes hold. Jenny, this has been fantastic. And I love, love, love what you're doing with the kids, how you're empowering kids with money. What I mean, we can, you're beginning this, starting this completely different generation, right? This generation of empowerment and of of making conscious choices and not just that impulse. And I think sometimes that's how we are, we learn how to, oh, I'm not, I'm feeling a little sad. So I'm that, what do they call it? Uh, Retail therapy. Yeah. Yikes. But this, what you're teaching these kids is for them to take a step back and think and assess before making those choices. I love that. And I love that. This is a show about possibility, that anything is possible in motherhood. And can you tell us about a time where you either overcame something or you achieved something that you thought was impossible at first in motherhood? Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to share the story about just the career change and where I am Mm -hmm. now. I was a physical therapist for 17 years. I worked in outpatient physical therapy. So at a hospital, a couple different hospitals, and uh, it just, I really just didn't like the direction that healthcare was going in. I was having a hard time delivering the quality of care that I wanted. And I was spending more and more time at night having to do paperwork and things like that. So I started and it took me about three years to decide, but I wasn't really sure what I could do with a master's in physical therapy. So luckily uh, my best friend from college was an executive at Intuit. And I started um, talking to her about maybe doing bookkeeping and what was the future of bookkeeping and things like that. Cause I knew it was something I could do from home. I'm very detail oriented and money-minded and that type of a thing. And so she encouraged me and said, Hey, this is totally something you can do. You're so smart. You can easily do this. So I took that leap and it was really difficult, of course, because I had benefits. I even had a pension that I left, which, you know, is pretty rare. And so it, it ended up not exactly being the right step for me right in the end, because I decided I really didn't like doing that. But taking that first step into knowing what I wanted, which was to have more flexibility in my life, to have more income potential, to be available for uh, my kids for what they needed, and just to be able to help people in the way that I wanted to, and to spend the time that I wanted to with people that I eventually got there, but it took doing something that wasn't quite right um, to get to the absolutely right. If I had never taken that step out in the fear, and it was really scary because I I had no idea what I was doing. It was 
accounting is totally different than right therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. I've never even taken an accounting class. I knew I was, you know, good with numbers. Accounting is, it's pretty difficult, but I did. And the, I find the more chances I take, the more I step into the fear, the easier it gets. And the more I start to think, Hey, I can do that. I can do that. I may not know exactly everything right now, but I can figure out how to do it and I will get good at it eventually. So I love that story. And it's definitely, it's that you're listening to the nudges, right? Those little whispers that were saying, oh, this isn't right. But you don't necessarily always go from feeling those nudges to this is it. Usually, there's usually some steps that you have to take first. That's fantastic. So I definitely want to talk about ways that our listeners can find you. And can you tell us about Money Wise Mamas? Sure. Uh, so Money Wise Mamas is a Facebook group that I co-founded with my friend, Allison. And it's really a, a group where moms support each other and s- share tips uh, about finances. So it's mm-hmm. about living a financially intentional life. So I would love if the listeners would join uh, because I think we have some really good content in there and some good conversations. And it's a good place to ask questions about uh, different finance-related matters. And it, it feels good to know that there are people who do this matters to them to you right. know, educate their children, to become more educated about their finances. And it's a, a tribe of, of women that are committed to doing that. So I really like that, which is why I started that. And then I, you can also find me at my business page, which is Upside Financial Services. And there I post about the class Beyond Personal Finance, mm-hmm. um, which okay, there's going to be a class starting soon. I'm going to be starting them intermittently and I'll be doing some over the summer as well. And then my email is upsidefinancialservices at gmail.com. Perfect. You definitely want to check out Money Wise Mamas. It's a great group. You provide amazing content in there. And I've learned so much. And oh, and from you and Allison, also from the other moms in the group who are sharing as well, all kinds of things I've learned in there. It's a really fantastic group. And I love that you started that and really your your vision of helping moms to take control of their finances. And then that trickle down to their kids as well. Jenny, is there one thing that, that our listeners can do right now that would be easy, but that would get them a good, an easy win? Yes. So I would say the first thing that comes to my mind with that is automate savings, automate savings, automate Mm -hmm. your savings. So what I mean by that is whenever it is that you make your bunnies for some people, it's the first and the 15th or the first or whatever, get yourself a savings account and do an auto withdrawal so that you don't even have to think about it. Just set Mm. it up so that money gets moved um, on the same day that you get paid or the next day, however you want to, however it works, how you get paid. So make sure there's money in there, automate that so that you never even see that money in your account. And you don't have to, you know, physically move it because we all know when we physically move it, we'll probably physically move it back, right? Right. (laughs) Back, and it's even best to even have an account that's actually not associated with your normal. Mm -hmm. So I use a bank called Ally Bank, which is an online bank. It really doesn't matter um, which bank you use, but it's better if it's not in your own bank because we don't want you to be able to, or you don't want to have the situation where in two seconds you can move it back from a savings account. Right. So with Ally, for example, it takes, I think it's two days to move. And it makes you think, do I really want to move this money back? Do I really need to move this money back if you get into a situation like that? But you'd be surprised how quickly it grows. And of course, nowadays there's 
terrible interest. That one has, there's that one and a couple other ones that have at least a little bit like 1% or one and a half. Right. <laughs> at least you're saving it. That's the thing. It, yep. And it's out of your vision. So that it's there, but it's not something that you're looking at. And you can check in every once in a while and and what's nice about Ally, but there's also different banks that do this, is you can actually sub, set up sub accounts. So if there's yeah. something in particular you're saving for, like you could, if you're going to go on a vacation or you're saving for a down payment for a car, whatever it is, if that is the type of person that you are, that you really like knowing your savings for something in particular, you can mm-hmm. save it. You can do it that way as well. So that it's very satisfying to see that number grow, right? Yeah, I, I have. That was one of the tips that you gave to me. And I've loved that. There is something really true about that friction when you create friction, you know, and that friction means if I have to go somewhere else to get it and then wait two days for it to come back into my account, you're more likely to think about it because you have to take those extra steps. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. So automate your savings. That's huge. And you can start saving right now. (laughs) Yep. It it does. A lot of those banks, it might take I don't know, five or eight minutes to set up an account. It's super fast. It's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jenny, this has been fantastic. It's been great to see you. I haven't seen your face in a long time. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share my story. Yeah, absolutely. And just remember that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Funk happens in mom life. It just does. And that's why I'm holding the Get Up Out of That Funk challenge for moms from March 15th through the 19th. 2021, where I will guide you through a five-day process of getting up out of that funk. And by the end of the five days, you will have a toolkit that you have designed and created by yourself that you can use next time you get into a funk because funk happens. So get up out of that funk, www.getupoutofthatfunk.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Goodbye for now.